Well, there it is, Bills Mafia. There it is. What in the world is going on? So that was uh, <laughs> as awesome as that was. I'm sitting there literally holding my phone up to the microphone. <laughs> so that wasn't executed like totally well, like totally awesomely. But regardless, that's like, that's how I feel. That's how I feel right now. Is that how you feel right now, Bills Mafia? Is that how you're feeling? Man, oh man, the Buffalo Bills clinch. The Buffalo, man, it's it's weird to say it. The Buffalo Bills clinch a playoff spot with 10 wins at week 15, game number 14 of the NFL season. Two games to go, the Patriots coming up, the Jets after that, and the and the and the division isn't set in stone. So we're literally looking at a situation where there's still a chance. There's still a chance to win the division and get the number one seed and a first round bye, which is unbelievable. But I I, I got a bunch of chicken scratch for you tonight, <laughs> tonight folks, because that game what what in the world that game was just we won like that's where we're gonna land right that's where all of us are gonna land we're, we're just gonna land in the in the spot of well we won we won that game you can't take the w away from us the defense played lights out like the defense played amazing i'm sitting here i'm in celebratory fashion i'm charged up i gotta work in the morning it's way past my bedtime i get up at like 5 30 every day I'm sitting here drinking a Sam Adams cherry wheat. I don't have any fancy, dancy, like liquor, uh, what, 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 what endorsements? I don't have vodka endorsements or tequila endorsements or bourbon. And, and I'm a tequila guy. In case anybody out there is wondering, if you want to know what to get me for Christmas, a, a nice bottle of silver tequila is like right up my alley. But so, so because I don't have any endorsements, I'm a free agent. So I'm sitting here drinking a Sam Adams cherry wheat. Hang on a second. That's me toasting. So let's toast. So some of you are going to listen to this first thing in the morning, and you're not going to have a beer. So if you've got a cup of coffee, put your coffee put your coffee cup in the air. Put your mug up in the air. We're going to toast to this thing. So go Bills. There it is right there. We just made the playoffs. One more. One more. Right? Isn't that what it's about? Well, not only did the Buffalo Bills clinch a playoff spot tonight, today, Sunday, but my fantasy football team also made it to the uh, fantasy football Super Bowl championships. Uh, by I, div- I won my divisional round today and headed to the Super Bowl next week. So I'm excited about that. But this is what I've got for you. So I have a bunch of notes from what, what I would consider is a relatively awkward and strange game. It wasn't necessarily outside of the realm of what we thought it would be. I think we expected to see better. I think we expected to see the bill. I think I think the bill. I think the Steelers defense did exactly what I thought the Steelers defense would do. They played well. The Steelers offense did exactly what I thought the Steelers offense would do. Uh, they played bad. Uh, they're not a good offense, regardless of what the national media media was trying to say. The narrative they were trying to write about Duck Hodges. Their offense is actually not good. The statistics. This is one of those situations where the st- statistics are right. The Bills defense was lights out. How many of you, by, by show of hands, how many of you are, are ready and sick and tired of hearing every single time the Buffalo Bills have to play a defense that this is probably the best defense in the NFL the Bills are, are facing? How about the Bills are probably the best defense in the NFL? How about if we just stop right there? How about, 
Well, this is probably the second best defense in the NFL because the Bills are the best defense. The Bills whooped them tonight. Whooped that Heine big time. What a game. What a game. And and by the way, I don't I don't know how many of you are excited, but I, I would say that I'm not excited about the return of ugly football to Buffalo, New York. Because that's literally what we saw today. We saw a whole lot of ugly offensive football. Two games in a row. Granted, they were both uh, against very, very solid defenses. Uh, but there was some perplexing stuff today. Like, there was some stuff that was just like, what is, what, what is, what is, I mean, from being super aggressive to being totally afraid to let Josh Allen throw the football, like to playing for field goals. Like it was just like, what is going on down there? Like it was very strange and I've got some notes and my notes are chicken scratch and it's not good. And I'd like to talk maybe some stats and I've got some tweets to read. So let's do that. Let's just start with the tweets because my battery is at about 12%. It's going to die probably before I'm done talking to you guys. So we're going to read some tweets real quick. And of course my phone ain't working right. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. So where are we at? Uh, Renaissance man at bills fan uh, diehard says to me, it means so much because of what this team and Oregon has been organization has been through coach and Bean. Came uh, came in three years ago without a, with a clear cut plan and never deviated from it. Laser vision focused on what they wanted to build and on the culture they wanted. And now look at us. Really hard to put it into words. I agree, man. I totally agree. And I think that's the so so. Where are my where are my process trusters tonight? Right. So where are my process trusters? Because there's been a, a lot of talk over the last couple of years about trusting the process and what that means. And do we trust the process? And is there really a process? And there's been some of us that have held on to this idea and the concept of the process. I'm one of them. And clearly there's a process. And I think what's interesting about the process, and we've talked about it on the show, is the fact that we are not at the end of that process curve. Deirdre, Deirdre, brother, I can't pronounce your name. Sinateki, Sinateki at Buffalo D. So at B F L O D E E. So I apologize because there is no way that I can I can pronounce your name. It's 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 twelve thirty. I was up at five o'clock this morning. It's been a long day. Uh, and the bills, I'm just flying too high. So I apologize for totally butchering your name. He, and the, the best part is his tweet's awesome. It's just pumped <laughs> with two exclamation points. It's perfect. Oh, that's so awesome. Bad creative at Amish Rifle 8987. We played ourselves today, meaning that uh, we were looking at ourselves in the mirror. Duck made the same mistakes Josh was making earlier in the season. This Steelers defense is no joke. I agree. That Steelers defense played really, really, really well. Uh, Jason, uh, at the Machaca, M-A-C-H-A-C-A said the last time my father saw the bills in the playoffs was in 1999. He passed away in 2016, never to see the bills in the playoffs again. Needless to say, I'm crying thinking of my dad and happy the bills are back. Jason, I don't have anything to add to that. I, I know the feeling. I feel that way, uh, about my grandfather, um, who was alive, obviously for, uh, you know, the, the Super Bowl runs. My grandfather died about eight years ago, which was right in the middle of the drought. But we used to have a lot of conversations about the Bills. And he was a diehard. The season tickets that I have today are t- tickets that he got in 1974. So um, I'm feeling that, Jason. I'm feeling that. Thank you for the tweet. Uh, what do I 
got next? Bad Creative Amish Rifle also sent me to, sent me a second second tweet. Bad Creative's all over it tonight. Not a good game for Taron Johnson. Missed tackles and some missed angles on coverage. One more note. Please take Alexander off special teams. In the past three weeks, he has had four penalties for holding or blocking the back. He isn't suited for blocking. I don't know what's going on uh, with Lorenzo, Lorenzo Alexander on the special teams. It's 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 a little bit perplexing, that's for sure. He's and the one, you know, as much as you know, Chris Collinsworth said tonight, the one the one block in the back, he barely nudged him, and you know, but if you touch him in the back, it's a penalty. It seemed marginal. It seemed. I hate I hate to play the refs were against us card, but it just seemed like there was a couple calls where it was like, you know, the Bills aren't supposed to win this game, so we got to even this out. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, even Frank said the same thing tonight in one of his in one of his tweets. It's just like. I don't know, man, there was just there was just some stuff in this game that was a little ticky tack. And then some stuff that wasn't called some obvious flagrant, always, as always, holding penalties uh, that the the Steelers offense was was was, you know, guilty of that was not called. It was just it was just it was just weird. Right. So the whole thing, I was sweating bullets. Believe it or not, I was sweating bullets the whole the last two drives the Steelers had. I was sweating bullets waiting for the ticky tack, ridiculous defensive holding penalty or pass interference penalty that wasn't real. Um, I was waiting for it to happen. Waiting. So Dave Thorpe, uh, Saxa Dave says, awesome. In a state of shock. Welcome to the gang, bro. Unbelievable feeling. Playoffs with two weeks to spare. It's 4.57 a.m. UK time. I'm at work in two hours, or I have to work in two hours, and sat here reading tweets. Yes, there's work that needs to be done, but that's for another discussion. Guaranteed fifth seed in January football. Go Bills. Ugh, man, can you, it's... What does that sound like even saying it, right? It's like it's it's surreal. It's surreal to even say it. Like this is what it feels like. Like this, this is this is what it feels like to have a good football team. And there's people out there right now, Rick, my buddy Rick for one of them who's probably listening to this sitting in the airport or on his way to the airport. Cuz he told me I had to go to the airport so I had to record my show today. He's probably sitting there going, "What do you mean? Like why is this so weird?" And I know that he's 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 all up in the butt Bills Mafia business. Like he's he's always reading like he's interacting with Bills fans and he lived in Rochester for a long time and just moved to Philly. Uh but this is abnormal for us, bro. Like this is not normal. So when we to to say that we have clinched a playoff spot when normally we're in the hunt and then com- or completely out of it by like week 8. This is something. This is something. So I feel like I'm missing some other ones here. Um, unfortunately, which one am I missing? X dog has no name. And what's funny is the way that I pulled this stupid tweet down. I can't, let me, let me, let me roll over to Twitter a second. Hang on a second. So patience. Hey, you guys are going to make me do this thing this late at night. Then you're just going to have to hang on a second while I get all my crap in order. Uno momento, por favor. That's me speaking Spanish. Not that you didn't know that. Kevin McCann. Here, I just got another one. Congratulations. A solid number five seed at worst. Maybe we'll dance again. Ravens flock. So that was Kevin McCann, 1982, who was uh, my first outside uh, tweeter, which was really, really cool. And that was last week. He was congratulating us last week on a good game, even though we had won. Uh, Two seconds. Uno momento again, please. Por favor. I'm just scrolling through. I got a bunch of gifts. I got a sweet gift from uh, Slowest Buffalo in the Herd. (laughs) Just said, let's go. And then uh, Pamela is always texting or tweeting me, and she said, uh, go Bills with the, bu- the rumbling buffalo uh, gif. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is it? There it is. Got it. I got gotcha. you. 
I got you, Ryan is sweet. So this is from at Ryan is sweet. In, at Ryan is sweet. In shock. This might be the worst episode I'm ever going to record because like I'm frazzled. <laughs> like My brain is crazy. I've been yeah, watching football all day. I've been up since early this morning. But anyways, Ryan says, I'm just, and you're not going to wipe the grin off my face, right? So you can probably hear in my voice that I'm smiling. So like I do a lot of like creative stuff as it pertains to just, you know, being on stage and talking into microphones and some acting type things and have done stuff in the past. So I'm very, very aware that like the trick to sounding better when you talk in a microphone is smiling because it just comes out happier. So you guys can probably hear my smile right now. All that to say this, Ryan is sweet says in shock period. Issue I had today was the inconsistent play calls. But at the end of the day, who cares? We're in the playoffs, baby. All capital letters yelling. And I I know what we're yelling about. Also, please hold on to the damned ball. I need to go have a cocktail. Yes, brother, you need to go have a cocktail. So I'm sitting here, like I said, drinking my Sam Adams cherry wheat. Sam Adams, if you're listening to this, you can endorse me if you'd like. It's good. It's good. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Pam, Pamela sent me a long message, and she's got some negative stuff in there. But one of the things that she said that I do want to pick out, and I'm just going to jump around a little bit. One of the things that she said that I do want to pick out, she said, what happened to playing fearless? What happened to playing fearless? And she's excited, so don't get the wrong idea. We're all really, really excited tonight. But that's a great question because as I skip through my notes, the game flow to, tonight for this game for the Bills offense was strange. Strange. The Bills come out first of all, and let me just start here. Okay, at, John, I'm ready to admit it. And, and, and we've talked through the age and through the tenure of this show as the, as the episodes have built, that when it's time to call things out, I'll call them out. And I'm ready to call out the fact that Josh Allen is careless with the football when he's running around with it. And he's also not running as effectively as he used to. I don't know if it's just because he's running later, so he's trying to stay in the pocket too long, whereas before he was dipping out of the pocket immediately, kind of like a little bit like what Lamar does. But he's super careless with the football. And if, if I had to guess in the playoffs this year, if there was something that was going to be our undoing, the thing that's going to bite us, it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be Corey Bajorquez shanking punts all over the field and giving the our opposing the opposing team in the playoffs great field position, or it's going to be Josh Allen fumbling the football. He's gotten really lucky, and, and I've been pushing back on this for a long time. It's like, who cares about fumbles? If the other team doesn't get the ball, I don't give a crap about turnover worthy plays. I don't give a crap about fumbles. And I know that the league counts fumbles regardless from a quarterback, regardless of who recovers the fumble, like a fumble is bad, period. But we're at the point now where it's 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 just not good. Like he needs to take care of the football. But so so we started the game out. Allen was super careless with the ball, but that's not a flow or rhythm thing. But they went with solid runs in this game. We saw. Punch in your mouth foot, punch you in the mouth football. We saw eye formations. We saw offset formations. It was weird. Some of the old school play calls, Josh Allen under center with the eye formation. Like there was some weird stuff going on, but it was like solid runs. Like there was a lot of solid runs early. Like Singletary was eating up the field. It was great. Actually, Singletary came out for the first play. Then they put in Frank Gore for the next two plays. 
So like my, my daughter's downstairs watching the game with me and she's like, where's Devin Singletary? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he's hurt. I was like, did he start the game? And she said, yes. I just assumed he did. Like I didn't look. But, but, but the game starts out with solid run plays. And then, and then it turns into a situation where like, you know, Josh Allen was trying to like sit in the pocket a little bit and they realized it wouldn't work. So then all of a sudden he's like, he's firing the ball. So the ball's coming out fast. Three-step drop, fire the ball. Four-step drop, five-step drop, fire the ball. Like as soon as he's hitting his back step or his back foot, the ball's coming out, right? So like we're seeing Josh Allen in a rhythm, which we've seen at times this year outside of the two-minute drills. So Josh Allen is like completing fast and he's, he's like precise. He's on his game. Bunch of balls going through going through hands today. So here we are. You know, we're we'll talk about that in a second. Drops, drops, drops. So we're doing the fast rhythm thing. We're, we're like getting up, firing the ball up because you know the Steelers' defensive line is is good, like really good. And then the next the next thing you know, like they're afraid to let Josh Allen throw the football. So we go from running the ball well to passing the ball primarily in a fast rhythm, fast paced off, offense. Which, by the way. Where did the hurry up off hurry up offense go this week? Like that's probably the reason that the ugly football returned. Like why are you deviating from what you what got you here? Not that they're any place, but I mean they're 9 and 4. They're 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 in a playoff game of sorts to lock down, you know, the 5th seed or playoff berth at the very least. And all of a sudden, you know, instead of snapping the ball with 15 or 18 seconds and keeping the defense on their heels, a defense that is basically going as hard as they can for four seconds on every play, pinning their ears back, coming after you to snapping the ball at eight seconds and five seconds. That was confusing to me. I don't know if anybody else paid attention to that at all, but it was strange. But they go from being in a fast, somewhat of a fast-paced rhythm offense, not that they were snapping the ball fast, but that Josh was getting the ball out faster then all of a sudden, they're afraid to let Josh throw the football. Like they're down inside the 20. It's third and 13 or something like that. And they run the ball like they wouldn't let Josh throw it. Almost like they were too afraid that he was going to make a mistake, which I'll be honest with you. I'll probably break some of that down in Friday's show because there's something to be something to be said for that. And I don't want to speak to the confidence of Josh Allen. They must have said something to him in his ears. Like they must have said or on the sideline, hey, if we get close, three points is enough. So don't be angry or don't be mad or don't force it, right? Don't press. Or maybe they felt he was pressing. I honestly don't know. I know there was, I know he was firing the ball. There was a lot of people dropping the football. So th- then they go from being afraid to let him throw the football And this is the fearless part that Pamela was talking about. Like, what happened to fearless football? And then they go all of a sudden to totally dictating what they're going to do on offense. So then all of a sudden, like, they need a touchdown, and it was time. And it was, I think I tweeted at the moment, a touchdown here seals this game, and it did. But they basically line up, and they just throw the football all over the field. And it's like, we're just going to do it, whatever whatever we want to do. We don't care who's on the other side of the ball. This is what we have to do. We're going to do it now. And here we go. And they did it. And they scored a touchdown. And Josh Allen threw a brilliant football to Tyler Croft. Hey, I wish I had a bell to ring. Tyler Croft sighting. Ding, ding, ding. He drops back. I don't remember if it was five steps or seven steps. Scans from his left to his right. Sees that Tyler Croft is completely un, like not covered. That was not his first read. They just basically ignored Tyler Croft completely. 
Josh Allen hits him wide open in the back of the end zone, on the back corner of the end zone. And yeah, the defender was closing, but he realized the mistake that was made. And then after that, dictating to the offense, they take the lead and then they basically turtle, like go, like turtle, turtle shell. Like they just basically turtle up inside their shell and like, hey, we're going to play defense now. Hope you can beat us. And it, I'm not going to say it almost cost them the game, but thank God Duck Hodges was throwing ducks. Now I think we figured out why Duck Hodges has the na- nickname Duck because he throws ducks all over the football field. That that wasn't a surprise to me. I kind of set you guys up for that on Friday. That that Duck Hodges, even though his completion percentage was good, 70%, he doesn't have staggeringly great numbers. Just 3 and 0 or 4-0, 4-0 and or whatever you are when you're barely throwing the football and and your defense is just playing lights out doesn't make you a great quarterback. It just basically means that you're a game manager and you haven't made a mistake and that's the one thing that Mike Tomlin said when he inserted Duck Hodges in the game. I'm just hoping he doesn't kill us. And guess what? Duck Hodges didn't tonight. He did. Hang on. I'm celebrating, man. I'm celebrating. So this was this was just a weird, very strange game flow for me. Just a weird game flow. But how good? That's my chair, by the way. How good is Devin Singletary? And why are we not featuring this kid on our offense? It is unbelievable how good this kid is, where we got him in the draft, the fact that he wasn't more highly touted. Some of the the rankings and the ratings that were on him, um, very similar to Josh Allen, like some of the the, the nerd dudes, nerd stats guys talked about him being like the lowest score in certain areas and certain combined areas for a running back coming out of college like that got drafted ever. The kid has talent. He's sneaky. His vision is all world. He's shifty. He's breaking people's ankles out there. He's stutter step stopping like the way that Barry Sanders used to. He's just tiny, right? He's just super little. And you know what? I don't care that he fumbled. Running backs fumble. It's what they do. But this kid is not only good, he may be great. The first play that he had in the second half was unbelievable. He just squeezes through holes. It's how he even sees them because sometimes he'll stutter step, right? And I think somebody tweeted me and they were like, he's kind of like Le'Veon Bell and Shady at the same time. Like he's patient, but then when he finds a hole, he'll burst through it and like people just can't get their hands on him. And that's kind of that's kind of accurate. He's not super fast. Like, Shady isn't super fast, and Le'Veon Bell isn't super fast. He's just sneaky good, and he'll hurt you. And, like, he's still averaging. Well, what did he average tonight? Hang on, I got stats in front of me. Hang on a second. I'm also burping off the microphone, in case you're wondering, because I'm drinking a beer, and that's what happens. So for all you lovely ladies that are listening tonight, I apologize. The men, I don't care, because you guys all burp too. Tonight, <laughs> tonight his numbers were down. He averaged 4.1 against an incredibly good Steelers defense. But as you look at these stats tonight, James Conner, eight, carries 42 yards, average 5.3, hit a long of 17. Uh, Devlin Hodges, a lot of yards in garbage time. Like at the end of at the end of the second half, I saw a tweet that went out and I screenshot it. The, the, the Steelers had 65 total yards in offense. 30 of it came on one play. The Bills defense held the Steelers de- offense to 30, well, 65 yards total. But if you take away the one play, held them to 30 yards total offense. Devlin Hodges, Duck Hodges, throwing ducks all over the football field. 23, 23, of seven, uh, 23 I'm sorry, of 38. 
Definitely not 70%. One touchdown, four interceptions. Had a rating of 43.9. Came into this game with a rating of 110 or something stupid. Josh Allen's numbers were not great either. They weren't abysmal, but they weren't great. 13 to 25 for 139 yards. And what's funny is he'll probably get panned for that, for that 139 yards. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson plays against the Buffalo Bills. They win that football game. He has 146 yards, and he's a hero. And they're like going to cart him off the field wearing a crown as the MVP of the world. It's funny how that happens. Don't get me wrong. Josh Allen didn't play well. Again, two tough defenses. He didn't play well either time. And what's funny, even funnier than that, is when you look at the teams that are going to be in the playoffs for the AFC, the Patriots are the best defense there, right? Because the Chiefs don't have a good defense. Who else is there? The Texans don't have a good defense. Uh, it's obviously the Bills, the Steelers. They might they might see the the Steelers again. It's possible, but there's a good chance. I mean, depending on who the you know you get you play a bad defense, you get good Josh Allen. So who knows? But again, this is the return of ugly football. Just a lot of drops, man. I, I was arguing with with Rick on Twitter just about this. You know, there, there, there's a metric out there that the Bills lead the league in drop rate, like drop percentages. And that, that rating, that percentage, I don't believe just is like every time the quarterback throws a football, like does it hit the turf? No, that's like every time the ball is a catchable ball and it hits a guy in the hands. The Bills lead, I think they led the league last year in, in drop percentage, and they lead the league again this year in drop percentage. Just ugly football. This is interesting. I wrote this note. On Friday, this is what I told you guys on Friday. I said the Bills put up 17 points against the Ravens. I see no reason why the Bills can't put up 17 points against the Steelers, and they did. And then I said in my game prediction that I saw no way that the Steelers could put up more than 10 points against this Bills defense, and they couldn't. And we won 17-10. I don't remember exactly what if I quoted or if I had a score quoted. I think I just said something like 17 to 9 or 17 to 6 or 14 to 6 or 14 to 7 or something like that. I think I said I would be surprised if they got a touchdown. That was concerning to me when the Bills let that touchdown up. And then thank God for the interception that Trey caught because they were, I literally, literally tweeted it. I was like, so we're going to give up a second touchdown. I think, I believe, honestly, firmly believe that had the Steelers scored that second touchdown before Trey intercepted it, that there was a good chance that that game may have been over right there. That was a tough game tough game some of the notes from my friday show just tough sledding that was that was a battle there's going to be some guys sore tomorrow so this is two weeks in a row that the bills have gone through a battle and they've got another one coming up with the patriots and then my big bold prediction on friday show was that i believed or feel or think or am crazy enough to wonder that i think that if the bills beat the steelers which they did i said on friday that they could win out I think we got a good chance, good chance of beating the Patriots. The question is, is if we beat the Patriots, we will not be tied with them. They'll have a half game lead on us because they beat us. I think one, one of those games, they've got a half, something, something about if we beat them head to head, it doesn't matter. They'll have to lose another game and we'll have to beat the Jets. And I just don't know. I think their last game is a Barney. It's against like the, the Dolphins or something like that. It's like something super easy, but they, you know, they had a little bit of trouble early with the, with the, with the Bengals, but who knows? I mean, maybe, We'll see what these fines do as far as whatever their punishment is going to be for Spygate Part 2. But man, oh man, what a feeling. Just breathe it in, right? 
just breathe all that in. Breathe, breathe all that in. It's just, I don't even know where to go from here, right? I, I've been on the, I've been on this radio program, or I should say, this podcast episode now for like twenty nine minutes and thirty seconds, and all I want to do is play the Bill Shout song for you again. <laughs> I apologize for everybody that has listened to me. I'm going to let you guys go because there's a whole lot of better, pe- a whole lot better people to listen to tonight or tomorrow or whenever, wherever, wherever this podcast finds you. There are better people to be listening to that are going to give you more insightful information with better notes. Um, I'm just going to chalk this one up as, you know what? The Bills didn't play good, and I didn't do my podcast well. The Bills won, so therefore we won, right? Because that's all that matters. All that matters is we won. I don't have the stat for total offense. 202... Team 178, Team 51, 51 rushing. The Bills held the, the vaunted Steelers rushing attack to 51 total, like 51 rushing yards. So what we're talking about like uh, roughly under 250 yards. The Bills, the Bills held the Steelers to under 250 yards. The Bills didn't do much better. They had, what, uh, 130 yards rushing. They had 131 yards passing, so 260 yards. What a game! It was not a great game. I mean, I don't, and I think that's why I'm kind of like noteless, right? Is the fact that there wasn't really much to write down. The majority of that game was frustrating. I was rather concerned. There weren't many moments in that game where I was like, "All right, we're good." It might have been early when it was like seven nothing or seven three. I was like, you know what? I don't think the Steelers have enough. But sure enough, the Bills offense just did what the Bills offense does and like was shifting gears and trying can't find it, grind it, like trying to figure something out. Like maybe that's what Josh Allen meant when he said it's the do whatever it takes offense. That's like who we are as an identity because they did a lot of that. And there was a lot of whatever it takes that didn't work. But man, oh man, if this offense can find their way with that defense. Oof. It's going to be fun, guys. It's going to be fun. So we have two more games left in the regular season. Getting back to real quick, this whole concept and idea of the Bills having the easiest and softest schedule in the NFL. Not only, like I told you on Friday, do the Bills play six of the top 10 defenses in the NFL, one of them twice in the Patriots. They also started the season on the road and they end the season with four straight road games. Is that right? Who did they play last week? They played a brain a brain fart. Uh, they lost last week. No, home game to the Ravens. So three, three straight road games. So they, they started the season with two road games, finished the season with three straight road games. There's nothing easy about that. Nothing. I think when we look back on this season at some point in time, we're going to look back and, and kind of we're going to capture it and we're going to kind of think about it differently than maybe what we thought about it midseason or what people were kind of saying. But man, we got two games left next week against the Patriots on Saturday, 4.30. And then the week after that is my daughter's birthday. She's going to be 13. Pray for me. <laughs> she is, uh, she's got the whole day planned out. So we're going to see the Bills play the Jets. And she's a ravenous, uh, she's a crazy Bills fan, um, just like her dad and her papa. Uh, but we're So we're going to the Bills game for her birthday. And then we're going from there to... I don't know if we're going to go see dinner or go get dinner or not, but then she wants to see Star Wars. So her her birthday, who has, who has the most awesome daughter in the world? 
it's me. Bills game for my for my birthday, Dad. I want to go see the Bills play. Go to breakfast. I want to see the Bills play, and then I want to go see the new Star Wars movie, and then go to dinner. More than likely Mexican. Right? It just doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, which I never, I did it again. Welcome in. I never, <laughs> I never welcomed anybody into the show. So. This is the end of the Overreaction Sports Podcast. This has been the Overreaction Sunday show following the Bills game. I don't really have a whole lot of stuff to overreact to. Um, I'm just overreacting to the fact that uh, that we did it, that, that the Bills did it, that they clinched a playoff spot by defeating the Steelers 17-10 to on Sunday Night Football in primetime. The first, first primetime Sunday Night Football game the Buffalo Bills have had since 2004. And right now, Josh Allen, you guys ready for this? Played one hell of a game against the, the 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 Cowboys and played not such a hell of a game against the Steelers, but he is two and zero right now in prime time. Think about that for a second. We'll catch up with all of you guys next Friday. I am your host, as always. Joe Miller is my name. You can find me at Joe Miller Wired on Twitter. I always appreciate you guys. I always appreciate you guys listening. It is super super awesome. Thank you guys so much. For tuning in, we will talk to you guys soon. Catch me on Twitter. Chat me up. See you guys. Go Bills.